Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Thursday, 
I think the week is officially over, right? We just got Friday to go, so we don't. We can phone. Let's phone this in. <laughs> like I've pretty much from Tuesday on, I try to really. That's my prime phoning in hours, if you will. Um, how is everybody doing? I'm doing really good. Um, I don't know if you guys have been listening all week, uh, but I mean, what a great week we've had. Sarah Huron on Monday. Um, Kate Kennedy from Be There in Five on Tuesday and Wednesday, yesterday, Laura Marie Shane Alls for a two-hour summer house Vanderpump Rules. I mean, like, that. I I've, uh, those voices, those three women already are just killing it. So I decided I'm going to ruin it. And it's just going to be me right now, me and you guys. And we're going to recap together Summer House from last week. Because we did Summer House with Laura yesterday, an old episode, and talked to us about some current themes. But I'm going to get into the minutiae. And usually I do this with Emily Clayton, but Emily um, had to go to my – it's a whole thing. But anyways, I'm going to do – and I usually do this on the Patreon, but I'm going to do this here. And uh, I have a plan for the Patreon. Um, so don't worry, Patreon subscribers. The, the Patreon subscribers really are awesome. They uh, because they honestly don't have to do the Patreon because I give out so much free content already. I try to give as much as I can to the Patreon and a little differently. Um, and there are some exciting things coming up for the Patreon only. Um, but uh, yeah, so thank you guys for the Patreon, and also thank you for everybody that's left reviews. Uh, okay, so now onto the fun stuff. So I did reality check with Amy Phillips on Sirius Satellite Radio today, Channel 102 Radio Andy. It's Andy Cohen's radio channel. And I talked about this yesterday that I was going on, and I got to go on, and it was so awesome. And get this, Andy Cohen fucking called in. He called in to the show, and he was on for like 12 minutes, and I was like— they, they, uh, I think they released the video of it on Sirius XM on the app. And I'm like, my face is like, what? Like, I, fr- I was like, no, no, I, I was, I was losing my shit. And then he was talking about, well, so get this. Andy is doing the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion, filming it tomorrow or today, Thursday. And then on Friday, it goes directly into Summer House reunion. And it's like, dude, don't burn yourself out. We need you fresh. Like, you got to take a day off in between those two. You know, it's like the Rolling Stones. As you get older, you need to conserve your energy. And I just don't think too bad. And I feel like Summer House, it deserves the gut. I mean, I'm looking at it as Andy warms up with Dallas and he's really on fire for Friday on the Summer House reunion because I want him to give it his all. I think that I think this season of Summer House deserves his all. Um and and Amy was like, oh, do you have any questions for Andy? And I froze. And I was just like, I love you very much. I like you. Hi, I'm Ryan King. What's going on? No, I, I just overcomplimented him. And then I even said, I was like, oh, my God, this is so ass kissy. But he asked who he's like, Amy, who's your guest? And he said my name. And I was like, hi, hi. It was so it was a meet cute. Sure. <laughs> was, I, and then he said, Carl, because he was talking about Carl's transformation. And he said. He's like, you know, Carl's such a great guy, and I find it very brave that Carl admitted the best. And by the way, guys, everybody kick your kids out of the room or the car when I say this next part, okay? Are they gone? Just give them a hard shove out the uh, the car. Yeah, okay, you're you're we're talking with a grown up group right now. Uh, Andy said, uh, he goes, yeah, Carl. Uh, it's very brave of Carl to say the best blowjob he's ever gotten was from a gay man. 
And I was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah. And then, like, I've never gotten a blowjob from a gay man. But then I was like, should I say I have as well to impress Andy? Like, that was my thought. I was like, should I impress Andy right now and go, uh, Carl knows what he's talking about. Gay dudes give the best blowjob. You know, like, I didn't, I wanted, I wanted Andy to like me so much that I was willing to completely lie. And then I was like, I shouldn't do that on Amy's podcast. I'll slip into his DMs and do it. <laughs> do it die. Hey, Andy, uh, spoke with you on Radio Andy. Uh, just wanted to follow up with that Carl BJ story. No, but then I said, oh, I said, Andy, he also makes his bed and he's well hydrated. And he's like, yes, yes. And then he goes, and he also really wears very tight, white, tidy. Like he, he wears like tight underwear, Andy said. And he goes, isn't that right, Ryan? And I was like, yeah. Like I, I was like, yeah, Andy, it is. I, I mean, like, I guess so. Like, yeah, like I wanted him to like me so bad. And it just goes to show you that I'm the guy that when your mom or your parents was like, oh, if the popular person, you know, tells you to jump off a cliff, are you going to? And the answer is yes, I'm going to jump off that cliff. Like if Andy wants me to go to war, I'm going to go to war. I mean, there's I, I just I don't want to even pretend I'm anybody different but that person. Like I'm going to be the cliff jumper every time if it's somebody I like. So, uh, but, but Amy Phillips was so amazing to have me on. She said, you know, they said they'll have me back and it was just so exciting. And, and guys, somebody, uh, Laura, who's a Patreon member, uh, tweeted at me and said, I'm listening to an earlier episode of your Patreon. And you said one of your dreams was to do Amy Phillips radio show. And I was like, yeah, I'm not joking. That really was one of my dreams. Like I, I, and I don't even think that's, um, I don't even think that's like, a bad dream. I think that's a great dream. Like that, that's what dreams are all about is just those little things that mean something to me or like that, that, that is something huge to me. And to be able to see that actually happen is just what a confidence booster it is. So, you know what, you guys, I really suggest for all of you guys to go on that radio show. I want that for all of you as well, (laughs) that joy. Um, but okay. So the reason Andy called in was he wanted to prom- promote uh, the big news that he is hosting a 20th, um, you know, 20 season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. He's going to host a reunion with all the Kardashians, um, and he's going to treat it like a reunion. And he wouldn't say when it was going to be shot, but he didn't know if he could say that. But it, the set is going to be amazing, he said. And they've got access to everybody. But then Amy was like, well, do you have Rob? And is Caitlyn going to be there? And he's like, I don't think Caitlyn is going to be there. And I'm like, no, baby. No. Come on, baby. It was my show. Let Caitlyn out. Let me out. That was a horrible Caitlyn. Yeah, baby, it's me, Caitlin. I want to be on the reunion with Andy Cohen. Come on, Andy. Uh, did you guys see Caitlin is running or, or or exploring a run for governor in California? Like, so we went from Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor, and then it would be like, yeah, baby, it's me, Caitlin. I love California. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Um. So we called in all excited about that. So we have that to look forward to. If you like the Kardashians, he says nothing is off limits, supposedly, which I don't know if I believe that. Um, 
But then I should have asked while I was on there, I should have brought up like Scott and Amelia. Is Amelia going to be there? Have you heard from Lisa Rinna about anything? Is Lisa Rinna going to want to be there as well? Uh, Did you see, oh God, you guys, did you see uh, Lisa Rinna finally posted about Scott and Amelia in her stories? And Lisa was like, I wear bucket hats too, because Scott wore a bucket hat. And so Lisa was like, I wear a bucket hat too. I... I'm Lisa Rinna. I need to get as much attention as I possibly can. Wow. Didn't realize I had a Lisa Rinna imitation in me. Um, also, that Scott Amelia stuff, it really is, it's, it's not subsiding. My complete uneasiness with it, it's, it's not going away as I would hope. And I, did you guys see Scott with his shirt off? I don't like to body shame unless it's my body. But I will say Scott is not looking tip-top shape. And that's what's make it even makes it even weirder because he's with Amelia, and we know Amelia, if you've watched previous seasons, has like body issues. And so it's like, is he and, and remember Scott encouraging like girls to be a certain way, like that was like his thing. So like I wonder if Amelia like how at that age are you not how uh, I, this is part of a conversation I want to get into right now because it involves Chloe and the unedited photos, but it also like so Amelia is, is has body issues from the past. She looks amazing. I don't personally like Amelia Amelia Bedelia, but she looks amazing. Uh, she she kind of blends in. She seems like every other girl that does whatever it is she does. You know what I'm like? It seems like a very carbon copy of a beautiful girl, but very not special in the fact that it's like there's so many people now that are that good looking like her that it kind of takes the uniqueness out and when you put her with somebody like scott it makes it like a um valley of the dolls kind of like i will make everybody the same look to be with me um but you know it's just weird and i don't know if it's a man thing or if it's a scott disick thing but to be able to you know not really keep his shit tight uh, but then potentially making females around him keep it tight is bizarre because then it also then le- leads to the theory that, you know, and I know this is going to shock a lot of you girls out there, is it seems like guys use girls almost as like pieces of meat uh, rather than, uh, you know, spiritual or mental equals. Um, so it almost is like a Birkin bag or a Gucci slide or something. It's like the woman is the man's accessory rather than a complete being themselves, right? Like, or at least that's what sometimes what I get with powerful men. And that's why powerful men sometimes need way younger women because I feel like it potentially is psychologically easier to pull that shit over on a younger girl. Because I think women that are, you know, in in their 30s, which is still insanely young, they kind of know themselves better. I mean, they still might totally, you know, (laughs) every every one of my female friends for some reason loves Diplo. Like, I'd I'd fuck Diplo. And I'm like, oh, God, really? Really? Like, I love that. I mean, guys are like this, too. Like, people that are just give it away so easy of like, ah. Oh, remember... Remember that thing that was popular uh, like a decade or so ago of like who would be your hall pass? Like the five people if you were in a relationship that if you ran into this person, you would be able to sleep with them, no questions asked. Did you guys do that at all? Do you guys still do that? 
Like, I mean, especially with COVID, I think hall passes kind of went out the window. I remember my ex, like her hall pass was like wild. Like Steve Perry, the lead singer of Journey was on it. And I was just like, and like, I think Vin Diesel was on it. And then like, I don't know. It didn't make me too, feel too good about myself. Cause I was like, these are the people you're like super into. And then I was like, am I, I don't know. It, but, uh, I don't know. So the whole point, uh, being that Scott creeps me out, that, that is, but then think about it from Amelia's standpoint, Amelia thinks she's hot shit right now because she's with somebody that is more famous than her. I, but at the same time, think about the psychological trappings of that. Think that she's seen her image now in so many tabloids and she used to be in tabloids here and there, maybe the press, maybe daily mail here or there, but now it's every day with Scott Disick. And I'm sure at first there's something comforting and something really exciting about that. And her mom's like, oh, I saw you in Daily Mail again today. Oh, girl, you're making all, you're making me and Mr. Hamlin proud. Like, you know, I bet it's that. But then after a while, I would imagine for somebody that's had body issues in the past, and even me, like I have body issues, is that when I see a photo of myself, I... I, you know, I'm not prepped for it. Even I, I've talked about like, there's that fan account now for the podcast and I'll see a picture of myself on there. And it's, um, it is a bizarre feeling because you don't expect to see a photo of yourself unless you've put it out there. So when somebody else is putting out a photo of you, it, it really does. There is a weird, um, a control thing that you have to give up. And I would imagine with Amelia seeing herself every day now, wouldn't that kind of trigger some kind of body thing? Like you're just like, oh, I don't like that. I just have a feeling that th that could potentially lead to uh, some trouble for Amelia. I'm, I'm really curious how well this ends. It just gives me an icky feeling overall. But um, the other thing I wanted to um, I wanted to talk to you guys about is um, is insurance. I'd love to sell you some. No, <laughs> I want to talk to you about Khloe Kardashian. I need to talk to you about Chloe, and we need to talk about Chloe, folks. We need to talk about Chloe. So this all started earlier this week when supposedly MJ, the Kardashian grandmother, posted an unedited photo of Chloe Kardashian that looked very different than her heavily photoshopped computer scientifically generated AI photos where it doesn't look anything like Chloe. Um, but but this got released. And it was like, she looked hot. I mean, she definitely didn't look like the perfect 10 that she tries to portray herself in social media, but like it kind of was even hotter when you just saw her natural body and her natural body was better than 99.9% .9 of all bodies in the universe still. And her face looked amazing and she looked happy. And I got to tell you, it really was, I mean, I, don't, I hate to be a douche, but it was kind of hot, you know? And all of a sudden... Kim was uh, Kim. I don't know why Kim and her company got involved. Tracy Romulus, like they're doing takedown notices saying this is a copyright infringement thing. And, and, and Twitter and Instagram are taking these things down, which I'm kind of now like, why didn't they take my post down? I compared myself to Chloe with me in a hot dog outfit. And I wasn't saying about like Chloe looks like a hot dog. I'm saying like, hey, I've got embarrassing photos out there too. Welcome to the club, Chloe. But that's not even an embarrassing photo. So I mean, in my head, I was like, this is so simple because you say, hell yeah, that's me. And I look damn good. And I would love if the Kardashians next trick, the next evolution, like Madonna, when she would go from like different, you know, or even Lady Gaga, like a pop star, I would love if the Kardashians pivoted and all of a sudden natural, 
became their thing. You know, the stretch marks became their thing. Growing older became their thing. Growing older gracefully became their thing. That honest, truthful journey that could help men and women, I would really, all joking aside, love it because they are such a powerful family that it takes somebody like they helped build this machine and I feel like they could help break it too. And especially if you're retiring from the show and things like that, why be a slave to this for the rest of your lives? Why? Just so you can, you're the standard of beauty? Can't, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like actors. Like actors will have a good run where they do three amazing films back to back. And then they take time off. And then, you know, you come back and you see how you can, you know, reimagine yourself or your career. But I, I feel like we're coming to the end of this. I, I don't know where we go with this. And that's why when situations like that happen this week with Chloe, you realize what a weird society we live in and what a weird society they've created for themselves because this was a panic situation. This was everybody like getting notices, takedown notices, shutting people's accounts down for posting a real photo for the love of God, a real photo. So we finally get a, uh, we finally, this after, I mean, just a couple hours ago, we got a uh, statement from Chloe. Now, Chloe went live on Instagram just to show her abs. She was in a weirdly lit room and uh, she stood in this box and she took up her sweatshirt and showed the abs. Guess what? Great abs. Like, I don't, what? I mean, did she think we, like, even in the picture that was unedited, she had good abs. It just, I guess a lot of females wrote, a lot of uh, female listeners wrote in or female people on, female people, a lot of girls wrote into the Instagram saying, well, it also can show that they got lipo. And I don't know what lipo signs look like or scars look like. And I look forward to getting lipo one day, but I don't know. Um, so... Uh, but still, uh, so I don't know. So she, like, I was like, this is what she felt pressured to do was go live on Instagram and show us her abs. Like, this isn't a David Blaine, David Copperfield magic trick. Like, I didn't think you were like tubby. Like, that's, I mean, we have to be honest. Is that Chloe? Yeah, she probably has really insane body dysmorphia. She really was called the ugly Kardashian for the longest time. She was told she's not part of that family, all of that stuff. That all of that stuff comes with the territory. But I will say her family helped build that beast that would also tear her down. That was part of the family's kind of push to get to where they are today is that sometimes they went so fast and so hard that, you know, Chloe or Rob sometimes got, like, kicked in the face because they were, like, scapegoats for certain things. Or or we would be like, wait, this is so weird. But anyway, so you would think Chloe would just either ignore it. Like, I didn't think the takedowns were weird. But then she chooses, like, chooses to, like, show her abs. And then she posted a PS. Yes, I did a live to show you all this isn't photoshopped. And then an emoji. She posts this on her Instagram and it's already got a like a million 206,000. It's gotten a lot of likes. And she literally is in nude underwear and she's showing her body. Her hand is covering her breast and she's got a banging body. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I've seen her workouts. She works out insanely hard. Also, her phone is covering her face, so it looks like Kim almost. I'm telling you, the way they coordinate their plastic surgery now is wild. They really are starting to look like the exact same person. So she went on to uh, show the live, show her flat 
tummy. Uh, you have people like Kendall Jenner going, yes. Like I love, <laughs> I love Instagram live comments from celebrities. Like they never, they're always just fully supportive. Like nobody's like, I just, I mean, it's going to come to the point one day where Justin Bieber or somebody like that actually kills somebody and celebrities, like they go live and celebrities don't look into it. So they're like, good for you, JB. Good murder, buddy. Yeah. And then they'll fight like celebrities shoot first, ask, like shoot first, ask questions later. They're always in like, you look beautiful, girl. Like I saw all these celebrities egging Chloe on when she was posting those really, really weird photoshopped things of her face with the smile remember and then they did the side by side by the talking head and it looked completely different but every one of those celebrities were gassing her her up like you look beautiful girl and it's like no the computer looks beautiful there is a grave difference between what she posts and who she is and i'm sorry i'm going to read you what her statement is and i am sympathetic to it but i also am very upset because there is a complete manipulation this goes beyond a little photoshopping this goes beyond a little airbrushing which we all do we all filter the shit out of things but what she has done is gone so far beyond that she would not even be able to do it herself like these things like it's like the picassos or something like this goes to an artist and they digitally work on it for a month it doesn't so i i at the same time there is a lot of sympathy for chloe and i really really like i think chloe's really funny but there's also a you know this is what you made like you made this you made this bed like you know, these things are going to happen. And remember, you have to live with yourself for the rest of your life. Your body is eventually not going to be what it is today. And, and what are you, who are you doing this for? It feels like, like now you're doing this for us. And I hope this doesn't sound too preachy because I, I'm just, I've got so many issues with my body. I, you know, like, so it's frustrating because I'm like, wait a sec. I'm very sympathetic to you, but please remember you played a huge part in this. And yeah, maybe it's like a, a vicious circle, you know, and, and, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg, because it seems like we are all feeding into this and, 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 you know, Chloe obviously pays, we know from even the show, Chloe pays very much attention to everything social media wise. And instead of the simple way of like, well, maybe pull back, maybe don't post your flat tummy. Maybe don't pose all the time. Maybe live your life for yourself and your loved ones who, in this statement, which I'll read, you know, tells you that you're beautiful every day. There is no part of me, and, and most of my friends aren't like, if Chloe stops posting pictures of herself, I would be devastated. I think I can say this honestly, is that I have seen more images of the Kardashians in my life than I have my own family. I think a lot of us have. It's force-fed to us. They are such a prevalent part of our lives without us even asking them to be. So I feel one of the only answers is take yourself out of that, take yourself out of that equation. And that goes with all housewives. We talk about this all the time. Like Brandy shouldn't be on Real Housewives of Dallas right now. Dorinda shouldn't have done that last season of Real Housewives of New York. You know, the human mind needs a time to breathe. As Jax Taylor once said, my brain is bruised and it needs time to heal. And I feel that a lot with, with statements like this because you see the real pain Chloe is potentially in. But at the end of the day, she will not do the thing that will help her the most. And that's stopping this for a while.
So let me read her statement to you guys on her post. It says, hey guys, this is me and my body unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week is beautiful, but as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering and bad lighting or doesn't capture your body the way it is after working so hard to get it to this point and then shares it to the world, literally, this is like a fuck you grandma because MJ supposedly released it. You should have every right to ask for it to not be shared regardless of who you are. That is true. I mean, you can untag yourself from Instagram photos, Facebook photos. I I remember all my girlfriends would always complain about like the this back in the old days, like Facebook photos that they were tagged in. And they would like my friend Susie would always be like, yep, I'm untagging myself from all of these. Like, how dare this person tag me in this? Um, my friend Nick always says, if you want to get to know per, know a person, don't ever look at their photos that they post of themselves. Look, search for the ones that they're tagged in. That's where the real the real person lies. Um, and also, I think there is a difference between a Kardashian and a uh, uh, one of us. There's a difference there. There's a difference there. And I feel like, um, unfortunately, with the life they have and the blessings that they have received before this life, if you see a camera out, realize what that means like these people shouldn't flippantly pose for any like if they see it a lens it's game on baby like there's no off days they've made it so there is no off days for themselves they've set the rules of this game you know and by the way there must there might be a great deal of p i might be hitting this in completely the wrong angle and if so please let me know these are just my thoughts as i saw this today she continues, in truth, the pressure, constant ridicule, and judgment my entire life to be perfect and to meet other standards of how I should look has been too much to bear. Quote, Chloe is the fat sister. Chloe is the ugly sister. Her dad must not be her real dad because she looks so different. The only way she could have lost that weight must have been from surgery. Should I go on? And these are all broken up into paragraphs. So this is a very uh, written out statement. And I'm curious... If she crafted this herself, I know a lot of these are her thoughts, but I'm, I'm, I just from a PR standpoint, I do wonder if she wrote this. We've seen PR statements crafted for Stassi, for Kristen. Remember, they used the same one for Jax and Brittany. They used the same one when they got let go of Vanderpump Rules. But all of this is right. I've heard all of these things about Chloe. Heard all of these things. And I've joked about that, her da- uh, Robert not being her real dad. I mean, we've all joked about that. Um, and some of those were, I weren't even joking. Like I truly thought that Robert isn't her dad. Um, she continues, oh, but who cares how she feels because she grew up in a life of privilege. She's also on a reality show. So she signed up for all of this. I'm of course not asking for sympathy, but I am asking to be acknowledged for being human. I am not perfect, but I promise you that I try every day to live my life as honestly as possible and with empathy and kindness. It doesn't mean that I have not made mistakes, but I'm not going to lie. It's almost unbearable trying to live up to the impossible standards that the public have all set for me. I think this I'm very empathetic to this statement. I do not think the public has set impossible standards for you. I feel her family has set those impossible standards. Trying to keep up with Kim or Courtney, who have naturally been blessed with bodies that Chloe has not. Chloe worked her ass. Like, that's the one thing I will say. I saw her walk. I mean, because I used to watch her Snapchat all the time. She worked her ass off in those workouts. She created that, you know, quote unquote, revenge body. Worked her ass off for it. Like, and I've always, that's, I've always said that. But these impossible standards, I think, I don't know if it's, I mean, the public does crave change and craves all this, but I do feel the family sometimes really is in the driver's seat of this. And I hope she is 
aware of it. I, I know she isn't stupid, so I think she is, and she's probably not saying it here. She continues, for over a decade now in photos, every single flaw and imperfection has been microanalyzed and made fun of to the smallest detail, and I am reminded of them every day by the world. And when I take that criticism to use as motivation to get myself in the best shape of my life and to even help others with the same struggles, I am told I couldn't have done it through hard work and I must have paid for it all. I, uh, I don't think, I mean, no, I don't agree. I mean, I think she's had a lot of surgeries. But I think there has to be a healthy mix, and she's obviously worked her ass off, but that doesn't mean she's not had a lot of surgeries. I mean, uh, you can't work off your nose, you know? Like, she didn't, like, oh, I worked, I worked, my, I worked my nose off. Like, you can work your ass off. You can't work your nose off. I mean, something's going on there, and, and it's that's just, I'm not saying her body isn't her body. I'm saying her nose isn't her nose. Um, she continues, you never quite get used to being judged and pulled apart and told how unattractive one is. But I will say, if you hear anything enough, then you start to believe it. This is an example of how I have been conditioned to feel that I am not beautiful enough just being me. I love a good filter, good lighting, and an edit here and there. Girl. <laughs> a good Cameron Westcott. Girl. Girl. Come on. An edit here and there. Yeah, like you were doing, you were making the matrix in some of those, please. Like this isn't honest, this an edit here and there. That's just not, that's not the truth. The same way I throw on some makeup, get my nails done or wear a pair of heels to present myself to the world the way I want to be seen. And it's exactly what I will continue to do unapologetically. This feels very apologetically though, Chloe, my body, my image and how I choose to look and what I want to share is my choice. I agree with that. It's not for anyone to decide or judge what, ex what, what is acceptable or not anymore. I, I like that. That's her sentiment. I don't agree or she is not the one in the driver's seat for this. Unfortunately, this will not stop because she says it should stop. Um, the change has to come, I think, mentally from her. Uh, I love that she said this, but I think it's, um, it's naive and I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to be as empathetic here as possible, but it's, I think part of this is naive and part of this is not owning up to like, it's not just an edit here or there. You were like doing some really, really insane things with your photos and I know that's based on your mental condition of how you were raised to feel about yourself. But then also remember, there's that thing of like hurt people, hurt people. You then pass that down. It takes a village to destroy somebody's confidence. And then you start attacking, you know, because then other women feel that or other men look to your unobtainable beauty that you have in these photos that are just not one simple edit. And they do look up to you. They look up to all the Kardashians. And it does affect them. And so you're passing this down. And that's why I thought it was awesome when that photo came out. Because I thought it showed the real her and the real her, you know, it's like, there she is. There's Chloe. And Chloe's fucking awesome. You know? I think sometimes we make fun of when somebody is obviously still going so far out of their way 
to pretend that they're not the person that they are. And I'm not talking about the working out. I'm talking about the complete digital manipulation of somebody's facial features. Okay, so she finishes with, for those who feel the constant pressure of not ever feeling perfect enough, I want you to know I see you and I understand. Every day I am told by my family and friends who love me that I am beautiful, but I know that it needs to be believed from within. We are all unique and perfect in our own way, whichever way one chooses to be seen. I have realized that we cannot continue to live life trying to fit into the perfect mold of what others have set for us. Just do you and make sure your heart is happy. Love those last sentences. I have realized that we cannot continue to live life trying to fit into the perfect mold of what others have set for us. Just do you and make sure your heart is happy. And I love that message. And that's why it made me sad that she attached this message with her showing us her abs, with her doing a 360 with her phone in front of her face. Those words, like those last two sentences, are powerful enough to carry what I think the message that she wants to convey enough to me. And that's why I was just like, ah, the fact that she's even feels the need to show us her abs. You do realize it like, yeah, like she's got, uh, yeah, there's mental things there. I mean, like, listen, I was, I, I was made fun of mercilessly, you know, in junior high and before, and I used to get called like new kid and shoved into the locker or somebody would make fun of my very muscular calves and uh, would call me Popeye calves. And it sounds funny, but it was traumatic. I remember going to a Catholic mass when I was a kid and we had moved from Kansas to Arizona and they did this, like, it was like a teen mass or something and I was 13 and uh, you had to go up on stage and I remember it was like a new church and I got up on stage and I was like in the front line and this the back line these guys were making fun of my calves and I know that sounds so funny but it killed me like it killed me I was like so for the rest of my life I will just always be so ashamed of my legs and my legs look good I mean they're fine they're very very sexy but those things do stick with you. Like they definitely do a hundred percent. I'm really curious to see how this all plays out. And hopefully, hopefully, um, this changes with the show going off the air and, and hopefully Chloe is going to have the life that she wants to have (laughs) with Tristan Thompson. (laughs) And, and hopefully she finds her happiness. Like we all do. I wanted to talk with you guys about that. This might not be as funny as I would want it to be, or I mean, I don't want this to be funny, but funny as I want the show to be. Uh, But I think it's important to talk about. And this is why I think even if you don't like the Kardashians, you, you gotta, this discourse is very important. The discourse around them is very important because it touches on media. It touches on how we look at our bodies, um, what we've created for ourselves in terms of the entertainment landscape. It touches on all of those things. And that's why I find this so fascinating because each one of those girls has a different issue. And in that way, it can be very positive to a lot of people if they handle it the right way. Um, Okay, but let's but let's now have fun. Let's get into a little a suit and tie, hair slicked back. That's Luke Gulbrunson, his hit song, Suit and Tie, Hair Slicked Back. Yeah, baby. You want to recap some Summer House? Let's do it right now. How about that? Okay, so you guys know my love of Summer House runs very strong. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the young buff stud in me, like all of the Summer House guys, and that's part of the reason that I'm like, I see myself in this show. Um, but let's 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 recap this because I think I, I'm so sad that we're eventually gonna have this be over. Oh, and also I said yesterday, today, 
you'll hear this Thursday. Thursday is the Clubhouse with Ian Gelfand, 5 p.m. on Clubhouse. I believe, um, just look for my name, it should show up. And Shira's got the scoop, I believe, is Shira's uh, uh, account or, or group in there that is going to be hosting this. But Ian Gelfand, so come with your Summer House questions. I think it should be a fun hour. And it's like like an appetizer before uh, the main course. And then what I'm going to do, I'm going ha- to make my parents watch it. And then on Friday, I'm going to have them come on and uh, do do a little little 10 minutes with the parents, seeing what they think. I've got them wrapped up in this as well. So, in fact, I I made them watch this episode we're about to recap. And my dad was like, when uh, Kyle was talking to Luke, my dad was like, these guys sure talk a lot. And I was like, another constant reminder that I'm the emotional male in this family. And uh, <laughs> my my uh, both my parents think Stravi needs to run away from Lindsay. They were very disappointed at the end of this when Stravi yelled up. Put out the little tea candles, which also those those have to be non lit tea candles because like what you're gonna burn down the summer house, you know. Um. So last week's episode, we had the "I don't like you" from Luke Gulbranson, and Luke, by the way, started selling those T-shirts. You can get them over at Luke Gulbranson's site on Instagram. He really did start selling those T-shirts, and the thing was, me and Sophie Ross were going to make those T-shirts. But he didn't even do it right. Our t-shirts would be so much better because it would be I period don't period like period you period exclamation point. And his is I don't like you all spelled. I, I just think he didn't put the time and effort into it. I love Luke with all my heart, but I just, you know. So anyways, Kyle's all hopped up. You're just going crazy. So uh, Carl like immediately came out of bed in his undies. You know, all of this happened. Like the production's like, Luke, you've been so good. Luke, don't do it. And Luke's like, I'm going to tell him my fucking truth. Like I love, I love when anybody tells us their fucking truth, you know? Um, Also, I do want to give like Lindsay, Lindsay blocking Kyle like a linebacker. I mean, just, but that's like... There is no part of my mind that is like would doubt Lindsay. Like I feel like Lindsay could take on a whole football team. Like she would just be dropping people right and left. Um, so we open up and like just that that aftermath of this fight and it's just rippling through the house. Luke is is you know he's outside, but all these people like Kyle's like <gasps> Kyle's like go chip some fucking wood, dude. He's like doing this accent. He's like, you fucking piece of shit. Amanda's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, Kyle. Um, and Carl is is like Carl left up this divider in his room for his Amish thing. And he's like behind the divider and he's panicking. And Danielle's like, uh, if you need a weird hand job, I can I can do a you know, she goes, if you need a hand job, I'll do a weird thing. Like girls are just offering free hand jobs. Girls are just offering. Just if you do a hand job, I'll do a weird thing. And I'm like, wait, what? This is this is the go-to to make sure Carl's is okay? It's like, Carl, look at me. I'm going to give you a hand job to make sure you calm down. Like, it just feels, the, where you know, make it make sense. Where's the math involved there? Um, Carl is drunk, and he's not the same Carl. Oh, so this is Luke outside. He's telling production. He's like, Carl's a dr- Carl's drunk, and he's not the same Carl. He's but bu- he's been good now, but now he's not good. Uh, Luke says, and the production is like, yep, yep. So like, I I I find it interesting that we didn't really 
talk about or think Carl was as drunk as he was. And I do want to postulate a theory. This is allegedly, and I said this yesterday on the show with Lara, is that I do think allegedly there were other substances involved. How their behavior was, was very, not just like, you don't get that way on Loverboy. You know, like I, if, 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 if you could, I would buy stock in Loverboy. But like, you get that with Loverboy and something else. You know what I'm saying? You know? Um, Kyle is talk. Kyle comes into the room because Amanda's like, go talk. Go. Amanda goes, Kyle, go hang out with Carl. So Carl runs into Luke's. Uh, Carl runs in. I'm so sorry, you guys. Kyle runs into Carl's room. And Kyle's like, uh, uh. he goes, I keep my friends close and my lumberjacks farther away. And he's breathing in this, like, his, like, uh, uh. he's just like, really breathing very heavily and using a high-pitched voice. And Paige and Hannah are just staring over the balcony, and they're like, oh, my God, look what we did here. Like, they didn't say that, but that was the, like, oh, shit, I did not think it was going to end like this. Because if you think about it, you guys, they created a lot of this mess. And uh, so we hear the guys saying that Luke's a fucking pussy, and then Carl goes, I'll make a necklace out of his hair, bro, and resell it to his dumb ass. And by the way, it's like, if you do make that necklace, Carl, sell it to my dumbass as well. Like, I'm your market. Like, I'm another dumbass that would buy shit like that. I'm like, hmm, necklace, hair necklace. Yes, yes. Let's me, let me look into this hair necklace you speak of. Uh, Amanda in a talking head says, well, now it's a dick measuring competition. Uh, and Amanda goes, imagine what it would be like if, if us girls did that. And I'm like... Yeah, I guess imagine that, but also you guys, so you guys all, all you girls talk mad shit on each other. Like, it's like, yeah, you're not as like off the charts, like, and ready to like beat people up, but sometimes your words like pack more of a wallop than a hit would. Carl actually just fully opens a beer and chugs it or a lover boy. And he goes, that's how you chug a beer, you fucking pussy. That's the exact line. I'm not paraphrasing. That's poetry, you guys. That's summer house poetry. That's like best writing right there. That's how you chug a beer, you fucking pussy. Like Carl all of a sudden is leaning in to being a man. Like that is such a man thing to do. Like I'm like, are we, who are you doing this for? It's like Danielle and Kyle in the room. Like I was shocked that they didn't like high five each other. Paige says, you hear Paige go, I don't want Luke in this house anymore. Paige, shut up for real. Um, and Kyle then goes, Luke is just like, I'm cool. I'm cool. But actually I'm a fucking psycho killer. Kyle is just off the charts. Amanda keeps saying, calm down. Uh, cause I think Amanda just keeps saying, calm down because she knows that Kyle's on other things. And she's also aware that shit's being filmed. And it's like, Kyle, calm down, rein it in, rein it in. We cut to Luke. And Luke is like, they're telling me to be good to women. Carl is the biggest fucking prick to women, Luke says. Uh, we go back into the house, Lindsay to Kyle. Uh, Lindsay pulls aside Kyle and trying to get him to calm down. And she goes, okay, tell me th- things. Tell me three things you're grateful for. And he goes, sharks, friends, family. And she goes, perfect. I mean, that is, that's another, that's an example of such good dialogue that would be in a, a script. And also, Kyle coming up with sharks is number one. That's so Kyle. But you, we could have never written that. But it is so Kyle. It is so real. It is so amazing. He goes, okay, yeah, sharks, friends, family. Perfect. Um, and then Hannah, we get Hannah saying, I always knew Luke was off, but that is not okay what he did. I'm like, what he did? Everybody really came at him. 
and like yelled at like Kyle was like yelling at him saying dude you need girls attention dude Luke left then came back and like yelled but now all of a sudden the onus is on Luke and everybody's saying Luke is insane when I'm like wait a sec all of you guys ganged up on Luke and if you're talking about level of voice Kyle was right there along with Luke in terms of that you know um, and Sierra goes, when someone shows you their true colors, believe them. Sierra, shut up. Like, for real. Like, come on. Like, I just, where is the empathy? Like, I feel like I'm missing out a great deal of Luke's story because I just, it doesn't add up to the behavior. Like, I don't know why there is no empathy for this guy. And I'm just, so I feel like I must be missing something because I don't want to say that Sierra and Hannah are just idiots because I don't think they are. So I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, Luke, they bring Luke back into the house uh, and he's with Ian Gelfin, the producer that I'm going to be on Clubhouse with tomorrow, which Ian's a big star now. And he brought Luke back in to pack up some things because he he doesn't want to stay there. Uh, He's not staying in the house. And I want to know, like, I would have loved to have seen Ian walk through the house with Luke. Like, did he have to say, hey, we're coming in, please get nowhere near us? Because I feel like how did they do that without Kyle just running in there and go, dude, I need to talk to you, dude. Um, Danielle calls her new boyfriend or new soon to be boyfriend, Robert. And, and she, uh, on a voicemail, she's like, it's me, the person you're dating. I'm just letting you know I'm alive. I haven't heard from you in a while. And then, uh, Danielle and Lindsay are in the kitchen and the, remember, uh, Kyle spilled all the nuts on the floor. I love that. I say, Hey, remember, like, why would you guys remember something small detail guys? Remember when he spilled all the macadamia nuts? Um, so the nuts are on the, <laughs> the nuts are on the floor. And what are these nuts? And Lindsay's like, Luke's nuts. And then she kind of giggles to herself. It's like, they're all fucked up. They are all so fucked up. Uh, Lindsay says, uh, it's crazy when men's testosterone flares. It really is. And Lindsay lets us know 15 years ago, my ROTC training prepared me for this moment. The fact that Lindsay was in ROTC 15 years ago and they showed pictures of it is incredible. It makes so much sense in so many ways. Yes, drill sergeant. It's me, Corporal Lindsay, Corporal Lindsay Hubbard. Drop and give me a 15, soldier. <laughs> why Why did I make Lindsay like a southern soldier? Drop and give me a 15, Stravi. Stravi, where is my sandwich, Stravi? Give me, give me 10 bare-knuckled push-ups, Stravi. <laughs> Lieutenant, Lieutenant Stravi, you come and... <laughs> Lieutenant Stravi, you come and finger me when I go to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you give me an aggressive finger banging, Stravi. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know this is a family show. Uh, Paige is talking to her boyfriend, Perry. We do see a folded up bill on the table, which a lot of people sent me that was like proof that they were doing allegedly coke. Who knows? You know, who knows? or something like that and then just everything goes to shit and you just you did it just, you can't handle it you can't handle it and you just want to go hide under a weighted blanket oh, i love my weighted blanket um i went hiking today and i was like ah oh, i wish my weighted blanket was here to see this you know like i'm missing my weighted blanket when i'm not with it anymore so carl is definitely just feeling bad um, we see Kyle in the kitchen by himself and he's eating carbs and he's like, Ugh, I forgot what carbs feel like. 
just just by himself, just eating carbs, standing up. It's so fun. Uh, and that's very that's very relatable. I've stood over a plate of carbs before, like going, oh, I forgot, I missed you. Um, Paige goes, ah, oh, this is so crazy. I need to decompress. And I'm like, Paige, you just sit in bed all day with your phone, or like you, you kind of like your job is decompressing. Like that's your job. And Hannah asked Paige about her boyfriend. Uh, Hannah goes, do you love him or are you just bored? Um, Kyle, everybody is going to sleep. Um, Carl, though, doesn't and calls his dad. His room's a mess. And it's it's very artistic in the sense that we saw how neat he likes to keep his room when he's sober. And now this room is completely wrecked. He shuts the bathroom door, but we can hear him talking to his dad. And he goes, it's bullshit. This is me in my pissed off phase. The stupid shit. I just want him back. I can't take it anymore. I can't. I can't. Like, he's really going through it. Like, I feel, you know, I, I really feel for the dude, you know? So it's Sunday morning. It's a new scene. It's a new day, you guys. And I love the summer house music they pay, play underneath it. And because it, um, the song is, when you're next to me, you're everything I need. And there's shots of tables. Carl is up with his Amish beard in bed. And that visual of Carl in bed not being able to sleep, it's like, I have been there where you're just wake up and you're can't go back to sleep. You're hungover and you hate yourself. Like that was exactly what was reading. And you're just like trying to piece together the night and like, oh my God, did I hurt somebody's feelings? All of that stuff. It is so, I, um, but also folks, we get a uh, big news. Lindsay didn't get her period last week. She's late. And folks, I don't know if you women know how that works, but let me just, let me mansplain this to you. What happens is if you, um, if you do not get your period, um, and I believe the period is when the uterine lining, uh, has to, um, shed, uh, like a, um, like a snake and it all comes out, uh, you know, into like a maxi pad, you know, into, in, in one of the, the pads or the sticks that, uh, you use. Uh, can you tell I'm uncomfortable? And, uh, but if you don't have that, that means you're possibly pregnant. It's a big sign. But then, you know, what I hear also these days, ladies, is your cycles are all over the place. Sometimes I'll talk to friends that are girls that are like, yeah, it's like, I'm just, I don't really have periods or I have a really light period. Um, I just, but it, I will say this and I know, I don't think, I don't know, are guys uncomfortable with talking about periods or are girls as well? Because I know guys are. Like, I know, you know, like, ugh. And I'm trying to be brave, brave. <laughs> trying to be braver in my life. And I'm, I'm talking about it, you know. It's a step. And, um, but, like, do, like, girls just, like, are used to it. They live with it. If that, if, if, if guys had anything close to a period, we would shut this shit down. Like, America would be closed. We're like, I am bleeding out of my dick on a monthly basis. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? And it's painful. Just kill me. Just kill me now. Like, if that happened, you think the aggression of, like, Carl and Kyle drinking and potentially doing drugs was insane. Wait till they start bleeding through their dicks and, it like, giving them cramps every month. You would see a completely different side of Kyle and Carl and all of us for that, you know, at that matter. So anyways, Lindsay and Daniel goes, oh, so you're still doing the pull and pray? Um, and all the girls are really hungover. Um 
Carl, we get another shot of him laying in bed, and he goes, when you bury a lot of shit and add alcohol, it's bad. And he goes, it comes out in moments like this. Since my brother passed away, I started drinking, and now I have a moral hangover and a real hangover. I love that line, having a moral hangover and a real hangover. And he goes, I don't want to fight with my friends. I don't feel good about it. And that is where I think the true uh, genuineness and amazingness of Carl and people like Kyle and even Luke uh, and all of the summer house shine through because they do wake up and they're like, I'm not a bad person. I don't want to be a bad person. I don't want to fight with people. I mean, sometimes the girls seem like they do want to fight with people, but I think guys are like kind of like they're all just kind of slow and they're like in the moment. But then when they think about it, you're all those just like those little kids in the playground in kindergarten just like – you know, I feel like we see them revert back to that after moments of like extreme drunkenness. Um, so a new scene, Kyle wakes up and Amanda and he's like, Kyle's like, I don't even know what I said. Amanda says, well, if Luke wants to come back, you, you know, you have to keep your cool. You snapped at him pretty bad. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm even willing to apologize. Uh, new scene, Hannah calls her boyfriend Des. And of course, Hannah's like, Luke has an anger problem, but Kyle provoked him. And Des says, I've heard this guy's name 500,000 more times than I wanted to slow down, Des. But at the same time, you can't, you know, you can't blame Des because that's how you would be as a boyfriend or girlfriend. Like when you're dating somebody and they tell you somebody that they hate, you hate that person automatically. You're like, guess who can hate them just as well as you? Your new guy or girl right here. Like you're like, that guy sucks. Um, new scene, Lindsay and Daniela are, Danielle are, uh, cleaning the kitchen in sunglasses iconic look uh new scene sierra is calling her friend jackie and uh tells her luke didn't spend the light night last night honestly i'm tired of him he's a man child i don't even want to hear his voice and she says i'm very good at the silent treatment remember that she did not talk to her dad throughout the entire high school four years and she says i am only um i am only protection of myself i am only protective of myself at all costs at the end of the day and I guess, you know, that's how you grew up to be. I, you know, you can't argue with that. So I just think Sierra's like, I'm like, dude, Luke is, I, I don't know. I just, I want to, I want to understand it more. New scene, Hannah's in bed. The house has gone into a full mental ward, Hannah and Paige say. Carl finally shaves his Amish beard. He's clean shaven. Uh, new scene, Sierra comes into the girls' room and lays in between them. Carl is vacuuming his room. He's cleansing from last night. Uh, the girls down in uh, Hannah and Paige's room are talking about Carl's drinking. And, you know, if Paige had an issue, I would have been moderating it, Hannah says. And Carl in his room says, I've questioned if I should still be here. And uh, Carl's disappointed in himself. He drank more than he should yesterday. And he said, I'm trying to work on that. And I, I, I failed. Um, Kyle says, Carl took it to him, took it by himself to stop drinking. And Kyle says, as a friend, I wasn't there for him as I should have been last night because he was too busy pissing after drinking 80 billion lover boys. Um, uh, it says, we're dudes. We see it. We get it. Once upon a time did the same thing. We're dudes. We see it. We get it. We once upon a time. I don't know what that line is. Carl says when he snaps. Oh, Carl's talking about Luke. Carl says when Luke snaps, there's a scary side to him. And I, this is where I feel like, guys, am I so desensitized because it wasn't scary to me? Maybe in the moment, but like I thought everything was scary, not just Luke. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, so new scene, all the girls are laying by the pool. Amanda says, you know, I don't think Luke is an evil person. 
Uh, last summer, Amanda points out to the girls that I was throwing things in the kitchen after finding about uh, Kyle cheating. And, and she goes, that's not who I am. I was so frustrated that I could only release my emotions by like smashing things in the kitchen. But nobody has judged me for that. You know, people realize I was having a tough time. And Lindsay goes, I have no dog in this fight. I want everyone to feel comfortable. And Lindsay's also like, it doesn't pay to have an opinion in this house because they're going to come out against me. And I do have to point out, they do a flashback to when Lindsay is yelling at Paige and Hannah and is like, what, giggly squad? And I didn't realize it. She said giggly squat because I had closed captioning on it and they spelled it S-Q-U-A-T. So that cracked me up of not giggly squad, but giggly squat. Giggly squat. I love it. I think that should be the new name of their podcast. Lindsay, oh, and by the way, does anybody know, um, I was meant to talk about this with Sophie Ross, but... Um, I was talking to Marissa, uh, uh, the girl Marissa that sends me a lot of great tips and leads on Instagram saying that Sierra was liking comments, uh, like standing up for Luke and supposedly Paige and Hannah were like Paige might be distancing herself from Hannah due to her behavior. I don't know if that is complete conjecture. So please, if somebody can DM me and let me know exactly what is going on so I can read it on Friday's episode, that would be amazing. Um, new scene, Carl and Kyle call Luke and they're like, hey, wanted to see where where you are. Uh, if you wanted to have a talk and, and Luke's like, yeah, I think that would be good for me and for the house. Um and Luke, Luke says in a talking head, he goes, I'm disappointed that these are how my friends talk to me. And Kyle says, hey, I don't want to feel like I don't want you to feel like people are ganging up on me. And he's like, well, I did feel like that last night. And Carl goes, I feel bad for the guy. Kyle says, summer isn't going the way Luke thought it would for him. And that's right. Like Luke did go in thinking that everything was going to be kosher and it is not. So like that is that kind of fall from grace and like expectation versus reality is such a scary thing. And I just feel like, why are we not like, I mean, I feel like we can all see this on summer house. Why are we not? That's what I need to ask the producer tomorrow is that how did they think this would play with the audience? Did they, and what's it like for them when all of this shit goes down in one night, you know, new scene, the pregnancy test is here, Lindsay and Danielle, um, so they're going to take the pregnancy test together. Uh, new scene. Hannah says, good thing I shaved today. I didn't shave my butthole. And I just want to point out that Hannah said this and I watched this with my parents and it was such a great moment for my parents to be like, what did she say? Oh, she didn't shave her butthole. It's like times like that. When I watch that with my parents where you're just like, you know, they're thinking like, where did we go wrong with him? Like, why? How is this happening? Like, why are we like, you know, other other kids are like, you know, fully like bought their parents houses and I'm making them watch a show where a girl's talking about shaving her butthole. Whew. Man, if I could go back. <laughs> uh, Danielle asked Lindsay, would you have a baby? And Lindsay goes, I'm 34. Of course, I'm going to have the baby if I'm pregnant. New scene. Paige says every girl shaves their butthole. Is this true? Is every girl shaving their? How do you even shave a butthole? How do you even shave a butthole? How do you? E- I'm gonna say. How do you even shave a butthole? Like, are you like you're actually taking a razor, and and the most holiest of holy places, and you're shaving it? What? What is going on out there? The the stuff you ladies have to do is just wild. Is 
and who teaches you ladies? Like, is there, is, do your mothers go and, you know, do your mothers sit you down at some point and tell you about the birds and bees and go, hey, and also just, you're eventually going to have to shave your butthole one day. Like, where, where do girls pick up this up? Like, is there like a newsletter? Is there a text chain? Um, Danielle says, you know, well, I wouldn't get back together with somebody just because I was pregnant. Um, in a talking head, Lindsay goes, I thought this was the person I would have engagement, marriage, babies with. He would have to step up in a real big way if I am pregnant. And Danielle checks. She is not pregnant, you guys. Um, not pregnant. Lindsay is happy. And then they go have a glass of rosé. So new scene, Kyle and Carl. Um, Sierra is picking out their shirtless photos. Um you know, Kyle, they posed for lover boy picture and Kyle and Carlo, Carl kind of showed off their abs, both shirtless and lawn chairs. Um, and Sierra's like the abdominals, the obliques look amazing. Pick this one. And Kyle goes, Oh, there's a question I've been dying to ask you. Um, are your boobs real to Sierra? And Sierra's like, Haha, they actually are mine. And he goes, "Woo, hot tamale. Like what? Like, are we, I, I'm just trying to think like, okay, say Luke was in there and asked, hey, are your boobs real? It would be, how dare you, Luke, you son of a bitch, you sick son of a bitch, Luke, how dare you ask here? But like Kyle asked and we're like, hee, and uh, even even uh, Paige sees this and Paige is like, Kyle yesterday yelled at Luke for how he talks to women and then he woke up and chose hypocrisy, but I do get it. Her boobs are amazing. Uh, Lindsay calls her dad, uh, and she's like, dad, something's at the door. And then she's like, I got more flowers. And her dad goes, oh my God, Shravi keeps buying you flowers. We find out from Lindsay after college, she lost touch with her dad because of her wild ways, which it's like, I need a Lindsay prequel. Does anybody know what wild, like I need, like ROTC was involved. So what other wild ways? Like, I feel like she might be a ninja of some sort. Um, but she says it took a while to get us on the same page, but we have never been closer. Uh, so good for her and her dad. Um, the flowers from Lindsay are from Stravi and, and the cards like the pink lilies are a small reminder of my love for you. Thank you for all that you do and continue to do. And she goes, it's really sweet. He's trying. She broke up with him. Like we, it's just crazy. We get a shot of Sierra's messy bed. I feel like that's what the summer house house meeting needs to be about. Like Sierra, clean your shit. Um, Amanda and Kyle are in the kitchen. Uh, Amanda's making food and she's like, there are nine of us here. If we have seven children, I'm fully capable of cooking for all of them, which is like, you can just tell Kyle's like thrown. It's like not what Kyle wanted to hear in the kitchen. He's like, Oh, he goes, Oh, oh Luke's calling. Gotta take this. Gotta take this. And Luke's like, I'm here at the end of the driveway. Maybe we have a chat. Want to have a private combo with you? Um, and Amanda tells Kyle, don't get worked up. And he goes, and Kyle's like, no, I'm chill, bro. I'm chill. Um, Paige also, per, uh, Paige Perry's boyfriend, <laughs> Paige's boyfriend, Perry, Paige says is flipping out on her. She's like, we don't have a relationship right now. We just have a few texts every day, Perry says to her. And uh, Hannah goes, do you want to call him right now? And Paige goes, nah, he can suck it up. I mean... Yeah, no wonder they broke up, right? We see Kyle before he talks to Luke peeing in the woods again. Like, this dude loves a good outdoor piss, you know? Respect, much respect. Um, Luke is at the end of the driveway. Uh, He says, I just want to tell you I'm not here to argue, but listen and hear you out. Kyle says, friends should not exchange fighting words. And uh, Luke goes, veins were coming out of your neck and you were screaming at me. 
Uh, new scene. Um, Carl tells Amanda that Luke. Oh, Amanda tells Carl that Luke is here. Sierra asks um, if Carl is okay, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I have some anxiety, you know, uh, about you know, some emotions from you know last night." And Sierra goes, "I feel bad because all of this started because of me, kind of, you know." Um, we go back out to Kyle and Luke. Kyle says, "I fight other people's battles." You know, it's not even like I have a really big issue with you, dude. That's just up to Hannah and Sierra. <laughs> Kyle immediately's like, dude, I like what you do. I'm totally cool with it. I mean, it's just the girls. So I was like fighting their battle. I love you, dude. I think you should play around with more girls. Um, Luke says, well, it sucks that you feel you have to fight other people's battles. And Luke says, you know, I'm sorry too, dude. I lost it. Carl says, I'm trying to be honest about my misfortunes. He's talking to Sierra. There are bigger wrongs that Luke is struggling with. I want him to feel good about being here. So Carl, I think, is genuinely meaning this about Luke. But I also think there's a part of Carl where he's trying to show to Sierra, look how awesome I am. The guy that lost it. I want him to feel good about being here. Like, I think there is a, I would say, 12% of a little bit of a Carl going, I know this makes me look irresistible to Sierra, you know? So a new scene uh luke goes to kyle goes kyle it'll never come to blows with me um kyle says hey carl's a little shooked up too with the intensity um and uh i think we owe it with each other to not let things get in the way from here on out and let's go in the house um so kyle comes up tells carl hey luke's here now luke comes upstairs and uh Luke comes up to Carl and he goes, can I talk to you, brother, on the old balcony? I love when people go to the old balcony. The old, the old balcony. And uh, Carl goes, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to. You can say, yeah. I'd love, that sounds delightful. Yes, I would love to do that. Uh, Sierra tells Hannah in her bedroom, Luke is back. New scene, Carl says, today has been a weird feeling in the air. Boys get heated. They want to fight. Carl says, I fought with my brother like a lot, lot. We fought so much. I distanced myself from him. And now I would give anything in my, anything to fight with him again. And he goes, I'm, I'm yearning for another brother relationship. And I've gotten there with you. But I want you to grow, Luke, and learn. I've been there with the female stuff. But I had to take a long look in the mirror. And Luke says, thank you for caring about me. <laughs> It was like, I love the sentiment, but at the same time, it's a little sacrosanct. And of course, I can say that as a viewer completely, you know, with no horse in this race. But it is, it's like, Carl, you also got to leave yourself room to continue the growth that you've so excellently started. But don't speak like you're like fucking Jedi Master and like, Luke, I see what you're going to have to go through. It's like, I feel like we're all learning together. Carl says, I really have no, I, um, um, Carl says, sometimes I really don't have an idea where you're coming from. Luke says, I don't, um, you know, I, I don't want it to be like that. Carl says, Hey, you were scary last night. I think you were going to kill Kyle, which I'm like, did I, I feel like I missed something. Carl says, I never want to put my hands on you. And Luke says, dude, I love you, man. And then they passionately kiss. That would be amazing if they did just start making out. Carl says, I get um, anxious when people are fighting and I drink when that happens. And uh, Luke goes, Matt, oh, and then Luke in a talking head goes, Carl, I got it. Mad respect. Let's have a fun summer. I love that. I do think that is one of, uh, you know, a guy I do if, I, you know, hey, let's pat guys on the back a little bit more. But I do think that is a good quality that men have is that usually for us when it's over, it's over. 
You know, it's like, hey, let's get back to partying. Like with guys, like girls, that emotional uh, residue, fingerprints, if you will, always stays for men. You know, like that girl hurt me. I can't forget it. I can't continue to party with her. But guys can do that with other guys easily. Um, Lindsay and Danielle are making fish tacos for the group. Luke calls his sister and she's like, did you leave the house? And he's like, I'm crying. I'm just really disappointed in myself. I need to talk to everybody i don't think i'm gonna cry up there though uh spoiler alert he does uh so they're all eating Paige goes luke are you okay you look like you're gonna cry and he goes uh i have been crying i feel terrible about what happened the other night i battled my whole life yelling is ingrained in me anger is ingrained in me i still deal with it with my parents the way they treat each other is not normal i still deal with them yelling at each other i don't want to be like them it kills me I don't have an answer when seven people, though, are ganging up on me. I hit a boiling point. I'm ashamed of myself. I hurt people. I scared people. I don't want to scare you. One of my battles is that it's it's in me. I try so hard to not be that person. I fucked up. And I have to tell you, this is this is like a really... I mean, this is kind of good, you know? This is like, this show balances a lot of things. This is a very kind of, we see Luke get worked up. He's crying. And I I mean, it's like he's really having to explain himself to this friend group. I do have to say, though, a lot of these friends don't seem to have to explain themselves to Luke. Um, but he's fully, you know, just going into childhood trauma. And like, Hannah's just sitting there eating her fish taco, you know? And, and we see that Luke is really torn apart about this and wants them to understand he really does appreciate their friendship. Uh, new scene, Carl says, I want you to grow and feel like you have me as a friend. Um, and uh, Luke says, I'm sorry, my anger came out the way it did. Uh, he also says during quarantine, uh, Luke's family was yelling and throwing things. Amanda says, I know how hard it is to be vulnerable, Luke, but your story touched a lot of people here. And Kyle goes, yeah, like it's a little bit of a pressure cooker situation here now. And I stoked the fire. And Luke says, if someone feels a certain way, you have to acknowledge that. I'm sorry, Sierra. And I'm sorry, Hannah. Sierra, Sierra says, I know Luke and his family and where he's coming from. And I appreciate this is a talking in. I appreciate it. But she, then she goes, I'm not dismissing the events that went down this summer. Like that he texted you after 9 p.m.? What events are we not seeing that Hannah, like, I, what events are we not seeing? I feel like we're missing a piece of the puzzle. I feel like I'm going crazy. I need to know the piece. And Hannah goes, I apologize too for the boundaries. And Luke says, Luke goes, okay. And then Luke's like, Hannah, may I grab your dish? You know, Sierra, may I grab your dish? And Paige goes, hey, what about my dish? Luke, I stood up for you tonight. And also, I do want to remind people that Paige totally didn't stick up. You know, like Paige fucking wanted him out of the house the night before. Amanda comes up to Luke again and says, hey, I really I really meant what I said tonight. Thank you for sharing. That was really amazing. Um, so um, Danielle and Robert are talking um amanda and kyle are hugging in bed happy two-year anniversary we find out kyle says this is when you know you've been engaged for a while when you have an engagement anniversary um we get a new scene where hannah calls des hi baby and she's like i was dying to talk to you i wanted to know if you wanted to come visit if you come this week it'll change the vibe it'll be really positive like how is des coming going to change the vibe and be like for you maybe um luke sat me down and said i was moving too fast with you she throws that into des like why would you do that if he's coming up like 
So new scene, Daniel says, I never thought it was possible to balance a career and a guy, but I like this a lot more. Like, I really like Danielle's journey here, and especially after reviewing an episode in season three, like, I really feel she's grown. Uh, They are going out to dinner tonight, which is very exciting, because remember, we're in a pandemic. Um, They get there, everybody's, you know, like all the staff's wearing masks, they order five espresso martinis. I need to get an espresso martini stat. Uh, Hannah says Des passed his COVID test and she would love for the house to meet him. And then she goes tomorrow. And then she goes crazy how much you can know somebody just from talking to them on the phone. We get a talking head of Paige saying Hannah is playing with fire. I know the real timeline. It is about to get spicy. Kyle says, wow, you and Danielle have crash course relationships while you're in the house. And we find out Danielle's boyfriend is coming as well. And during this, we see Stravi in a separate scene walk into the summer house, which would be great. (sighs) Did anybody bless me? Can somebody say bless you? Thank you. We see Stravi walk into the house, which I was like, oh, my God, Stravi, go just ransack the house. Take all the valuables. Take Luke's guitar. Take back all your flowers. Take all, just, just ransack the house. And Paige is like, let's get hammered like old times at the restaurant. Paige, um, Kyle bought a bouquet of flowers to surprise uh, Amanda with. And I love it. He gives him flowers and he's like, hey, lover. And he reads this really sweet um like you know two years ago i was on my knees like today i'm back on my knees because i want you to know how crazy i'm in love with you and i'm so excited to marry you will you marry me still still and of course amanda amanda is so in love with him um we also this is intercut with stravi setting it up um they get back into the house page goes four martinis might have been a stretch page that little page four martinis she must have been wasted but she never seems like page is page just is like looks regal and classy and so it's it's interesting. Kyle says, Kyle comes into Lindsay's room and goes, hey, I had some time to think about this flower thing. And then we hear music outside of Lindsay's door. Lindsay goes, is that Luke already? Which cracked me up, which meant like Luke plays guitar at night and Lindsay hears it upstairs. Uh, Lindsay walks to the balcony. We see Stravi outside. He goes, surprise. And in the candles and roses, it's spelled, I love you. And the song is, I keep dreaming every day. And then it's to be continued. And next time on Summer House, Dez comes in. Stravi's there. They go on a boat. Uh, Dez and Hannah fuck in Amanda and Kyle's bathroom, which is just like, fuck you guys. Uh, Luke is at dinner with Dez and Hannah. And like we find out that Dez slept with Hannah on the second date, which also means that wasn't over the phone. That was in real life. And... Uh, the preview ends with Luke going, oh, yeah, I was leading Hannah on coming into the summer. Oh, yeah, I was, wasn't I? So good, you guys. So I will, we get a new summer house tonight. So I, I'm so excited to watch that with you guys. I'm so excited to make my parents watch it. Hopefully there will be more shaving of butthole conversations. And then I will talk to you guys back on Friday. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys have a, hey, let's finish the re- let's finish the week strong, you guys. Let's do it. And also, if you have Sirius XM, listen to Radio Andy. Uh, they have, re- not replays, they have it on on demand. You can listen to my episode with Amy Phillips. So, um, thank you guys, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Betches.